Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for April 26, 2018. This is Slash Home Editor-in-Chief Peter Sreda, and I'm here again with special guest... Stephen Weintraub from Collider.com. And we are still here in Las Vegas. We can't escape. CinemaCon is happening, which is the annual gathering of movie theater owners. And uh, the, the movie studios are showing their slates for the next year and previewing footage that has not been shown elsewhere. We are here to give you our reactions. Uh, this morning, we saw a presentation from 20th Century Fox, which included uh, the first footage from The Predator, the Shane Black movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Alita Battle Angel, oh, and uh, the Steve McQueen movie Widows. Uh, so we're going to give you a reaction to all that and a uh, new movie initiative announced by Fox called Control Movie, which is uh, something interesting we should talk about. Let's get into it. Okay, let's start off with this new thing that Fox announced called Control Movie, which is spelled C-T-R-L movie, I don't know, whatever. Okay, so the thing you need to know about this is basically Fox wants to do choose-your-own-adventure movies in the theatrical setting. So, uh... I think one of the examples they gave is there was a guy on his date, and they walk into an alley, and a gang jumps out. Of course it does. And on screen, it had two options. It says, run away or uh, engage in a fight. And everybody in the movie theater has this app open that has those two options, and they can literally vote on which of the two options to pick. And I guess the majority determines where the movie goes next. Exactly. And we saw a whole bunch of uh, things. Do you kiss the girl or walk away? Do you do this or do that? Um, so yeah, we, they were pitching this like not just like action movies or like block, but you know like big movies. Like they were pitching like, oh, this could be an indie comedy. It could be a rom- romantic comedy. It could be yes. you know whatever. Uh, uh, the the question here. Oh, and the other thing that should be said. They they announced some big producers. Like uh, I had already tuned it out by this point. But go on, tell me who the producers were. I don't remember the producers. Uh, what's his name? Greg Burt. Uh, Greg Silverman? No, Bert. Berlani? Yes. The guy from, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, that guy, uh, they, they said they acquired uh, the rights to the Choose Your Own Adventure name brands. They're going to actually make a Choose Your Own Adventure movie. Um, so this is like a thing that's actually happening. This isn't just like, you know, sure. a lot of things get announced at CinemaCon that don't happen. This is by Fox, a big studio. 
Yeah, this, um, this is a, they basically said that, you know, innovation's been part of the industry for a very long time, and that this is just another part of the innovation. Let's just get into it real quick. Your thoughts on Choose Your Own Adventure movies? I mean, we haven't really seen them. I know that I, at one point there was, like, in movie theaters, there was, like, uh, these moving, uh, ex- like, 15-minute experiences you could get, and at one point they had, like, one where you could vote. I never did that, so I'm not sure if it was any good. Uh, I don't know. Like, I... Uh, I mean, do you play video games? I, I Once in a while I play games, but I want to be clear about this. I have absolutely zero interest in this whatsoever. I will totally give it a chance, but to <laughs> me, the movie industry is about a filmmaker making a movie. That the filmmaker decides what you see, where the cam- The whole concept of filmmaking is deciding where the, the camera goes, how you... Well, the, the filmmaker's still going to decide where the camera sure, goes and but... also what happens because, like, in that situation, w- one of the things... I used to read these Choose Your Own Adventure books when I was a kid. I did, too. And, w- and one I, of I the did. things that happens always is, like, it presents you with this situation and both of those options still bring you to the same place eventually. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but, like, for me, when people take out their cell phones in a movie theater, it makes me crazy. So this is the concept of, like... 200 people in a theater all on their cell phones to decide what we see on the movie screen. To me, this is not what I, this is not what I go to the movies yeah. for. Uh, I mean, listen, if, if you're into it, and if I'm going to go see one when it becomes available, and I have the right to change my mind, but at this moment on, this is, to me, a terrible idea that I want no part of. Yeah. I mean, my immediate reaction to it on stage was like, barf. But, um... I don't know. Something interesting about, like, what if David Fincher made a movie that let you sure, but choose... Didn't, didn't like, Steven Spielberg just... Uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Soderbergh just do this with Mosiac? Kind of. You weren't choosing what happened. You were choosing where, what you saw next. Sure. Oh, listen, let's move past this and just yeah. say this is coming. This is going to be something that most likely will be in your life, and you'll be able to decide for yourself if you want to do it. As I said, I will give one a chance... But I have no interest in it right now. You, they will have to convince me to be excited rather than me excited about it. Yeah, I'm the same way. So everyone seems to be asking the same thing. Let's just jump into it. Fox had a few, th- there were a few Fox films that we saw the very first footage, one of which was The Predator. Okay, now I was, I'm so amped up see this movie i was so excited to see this first trailer at the fox presentation we, we should also address the look for people that don't know about the predator it is written and directed by shane black who is a fucking genius sorry for cursing uh he's amazing we are all huge fans and i cannot wait to see the movie because of his name and the predator yeah. um so the trailer we saw was not it didn't give away too much it gave us a little bit of information um how do you want to approach this um you know what? It started off with this kid opening a box. Jacob Tremblay, the guy you saw in the in room. Yeah, opening a box and discovering these artifacts, maybe like a helmet and some and a control, of armor. like a control pad as well, from a predator. And he starts playing with them as they're toys, and I think activating a homing beacon that is going to send predator a predator to Earth to come get it. Yeah, it, it seems ba- from what I gathered based on the footage. Uh, uh, what's his name? Lloyd? Uh, is it Lloyd Holbrook? I yes. Can't, um, so Holbrook, yeah. Lloyd's being in, in, uh, in, uh, interrogated by some government people. It seems like he went down to the jungle, fought a predator, won. Everyone else on the team might have gotten killed. To get... it, it, it was very reminiscent of, like, Annihilation. Like, yes, the interrogation I did. Re- annihilation. Totally. I was like, wow, this is uh, the same thing. 
Um, and to <laughs> answer, people that are asking when we'll see the trailer, I don't know. Fox will release it soon. Um, you might want to hold that down. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, the, uh, um, so anyway, it seemed to me like Lloyd was in the jungle with the team. Everyone gets killed. He beats the Predator. And to get the Predator stuff back to his house, his kid is Jacob Tremblay, he ships it all in a box. And he gets, you know, the, uh, the uh, debriefing and basically says, oh, you know, whatever, I didn't get anything. Yeah. So I think that the, the stuff that Jacob, as you said, touches the stuff, uh, calls another Predator ship to come down, shit hits the fan. That's yeah. just a gut feeling based on the footage. I will say this. At the start of this, mo- uh, this trailer, when I had the scene with this kid and it said at Halloween and suburbs, I was like, oh, this is like weird like Amblin-esque this is going to be good like I was really getting into it but by the way this is what probably happens because he summons the Predator with a homing beacon and the ship comes down and the Predator comes to suburbia but it seemed like it was mostly the rest of the trailer was in the woods like the Predator killing people in the woods well I think that they recently did a bunch of reshoots on the Predator so the footage that we saw in this trailer probably is before the reshoots the rumor is that the entire third act has been reworked that that is the case so um, so who knows what's gonna actually be the third act now but uh, the fact of the matter is that look I thought the footage was good it didn't wow me in a way that like I was hoping to be wowed but I also think that Shane Black makes great movies, and no matter what the trailer looks like, we are in for at least something funny and entertaining and cool. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a cool Predator movie, but it, as someone who was super excited to see this footage, it was a little underwhelming. I mean, not that it was bad. It wasn't yeah, it was, bad it, in any way. I, I, I didn't get the sense of, like, uh, the signature scene, Shane Black... Uh, dialogue or any of the, like yeah, but I, mean? I think like, this I think... is also this is not a we're spending a lot. Of, this is not a well. This is what people want to know about. Sure, so. it's not. This is this is not an amazing trailer. It was an okay trailer, and this is also not a huge budget movie. This is a mid range yeah. budget uh, predator, and I I do think that this is a film that's still being worked on in the editing room yeah. with the whole third act being reworked. So I think that they're having they're not able to sell the film in the way that I think normally we would know because it normally yeah. they're marketing a film and they know the entire, you know, it's been fi- finished yeah. or they know what it's going to be, but the third act being reworked, you don't really know how to sell it because you don't know where it's really going to go. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, and the trailer ends on this joke from Olivia Munn about like, how did she learn to shoot guns? And she says America. And it, I don't know. It just I actually, a, that, that a lot of people laughed at that. Really? I thought it was a weak way to end. I think you're a weak way to end. Okay. Kidding. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. Know. I, I, I love Shane Black. <laughs> I'm excited for this movie. I'm still going to see this movie. I'm not like, this didn't look bad. It's just, uh, it was, it was, was, okay. was not, yeah, it, was it didn't okay. blow me away as I expected it to blow me away. I, I agree. It did not blow me away. It was okay. Uh, what did blow me away though was something called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah. So, um, for people that don't realize, uh, producer uh, Graham King has been trying to bring the story of Freddie Mercury and Queen to life in a movie for over a decade. And many, many people have been attached to direct, to star in, and ultimately, uh, the star, uh, Rami Malik, who you've seen on Mr. Robot, he is Freddie Mercury. It was originally directed by Brian Singer. He got fired a few weeks till the end. So, it's mostly a Brian Singer movie with someone else who stepped in towards the end. Yeah. The footage we saw um, showcases, it, it looks like a comprehensive look at the story of Queen coming from nothing, trying to get on the radio, trying to make it, and their explosion around the world. I'm a lifelong Queen fan. And from the early 70s to the beginning of the 90s when Freddie died, Queen 
exploded and each album did revolutionary things with yeah. their music with what they were able to accomplish with the overdubbing and the mixing and their vocals and each member of Queen contributed music, contributed songs, wrote. wrote. Yeah. They, they are arguably one of the most important bands in history. Freddie Mercury is known as one of the most impressive live performances in history and the footage we saw showcases all the costumes, all the music, all the everything, and it really, for me, as a lifelong Queen fan... And, and couldn't stuff you've seen before, like, uh, say, the Bohemian Rhapsody music video, you know, them reproducing that. And them um, also trying to record it, and, yeah. you know, one of the band members says, I can't go any higher, and, and Rami is like, try. Yeah. You know, and it just... I will, I will say this. I don't know much about uh, Freddie Mercury as a person. I know a, a lot about uh, the, the band and their music. Um, this trailer made me want to learn about him as a person. Uh, Rami Malek, who you know from Mr. Robot. Oh, my God. Yep. His performance, uh, at least judging from this trailer, is perfect. Like, yeah. in capital Perfect. Yeah. Um, if, it, I, if I had spoken to anyone who knew anything about this movie, I would say that the buzz on it is very strong, and it definitely, without a doubt, uh, has awards implication for Ram, Rami. And uh, I don't know about the film as a whole, but for him specifically, uh, everyone has yeah. said to me that his performance is unbelievable, and, and it looks it. And even if you're not a fan of uh, the, the band, you've heard many of their songs. You've, you know, there's not one baseball game that goes by that doesn't, sure. they don't play uh, We Will Rock You or any, any, any of the stuff like that. Uh, this trailer's filled with, like, the, yep. the, the music of Queen, and uh, they, uh, the, the, the interesting thing is, like, you know, we've talked to a lot of filmmakers, and I've learned over the years that when you have a, a trailer that doesn't have stars in it, what usually they need to do is they need to buy music rights to make uh, be something that people can recognize. Sure. So you'll notice that when it's like a coming of age drama and there's no stars in it, they'll be playing they'll be playing more music that is highly recognizable. Um, and that and when they test that with audiences, it turns the needle a lot. This trailer is filled with music you love. <laughs> Right, no, I, yeah. listen, as, as I said, I am a, a huge um, uh, Queen fan. There are so many songs that are iconic that they did that will be included. Like, the soundtrack for this movie is going to be unbelievable. Um, and listen, I'm sure the trailer is going to be online soon. This is a huge movie for Fox in the fall, and it just looks like they had a home run with it. Yeah. Uh, let's, you want to move on to Steve McQueen's uh, Widows? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit I'm not a huge fan of Steve McQueen. I think he's a little pretentious. Uh, this movie is about four women who are not uh, anything like aside from the fact that they have uh, that their husbands who were and this, by the way, this is gangsters the first, or this is, uh, the, we, this is the first footage from the movie. So I only knew a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just to, but their yeah. husbands are involved in crime. They die, and basically their debts are put on, upon them. And I, I'm, I'm not, uh, judging by the trailer, I think they get together to do a heist or something to try That's to what get it looks the money. Like to me, yeah. yeah. That, um, that, that basically, no one believes in them. No one believes they could do something like this. And it looks like they take what their husbands did for a living and decide to take it on themselves. And it makes you wonder how involved were the husbands and the wives in terms of teaching them about yeah. the business. Like, how much did they know versus being kept in the dark? Because the truth is, if they were in the know and they were being told everything, you know, maybe they're more educated than they think. It's, it's also, a, it's it's also interesting that, like, 
uh, so many movies being made by Hollywood with like female stars these days, coming off of Wonder Woman and success of like Hunger Games movies and all that stuff. But uh, you know, Ocean's Eight is almost the same kind of thing. Um, a bunch of women getting together to pull off like a heist. Sure. Uh, it, it's just interesting that parallel development of a bunch of different, you know. Look, but I also. Oh, and this is written by the screenwriter, I mean, writer of Gone Girl. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think it's this is also a result of, you know, the last few years has been a seismic shift yeah. with a number of things. And look, there's not enough uh, women storytellers and not enough movies that, you know, that are women are their focal point. And no matter what. I, I 100% agree. It's just interesting that they, at least two of them, are going in the same direction. Sure. And, and, and uh, you know, vaguely. And, and uh, ultimately, it, the footage looked really good to me, the way it was shot. Yeah. And with all the actors that are in it. And, uh, I mean, listen, the last film he made was pretty important. And uh, I'm very, very amped up to see it. Uh, but I'm, you know, this it's is. It's no Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, Bohemian, in terms of my excitement. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is next level. This is like a movie I'm excited to see, but it's not. I mean, Freddie, the story of Freddie Mercury means a, a great deal to me. Can we also talk briefly about uh, Attila Battle Angel? Is no, it's, it's Alita. Alita, Alita Battle, Battle Angel. Because um, they presented two clips from the movie in a new trailer yes. uh, here today. You had seen the clips previously. I have. Um, I, I had not. Okay, so this is your first time seeing yeah, it. Yeah, so one of the clips showed Alita basically waking up is this the beginning of the movie? Do you know? Uh, I don't think it's... I don't know if it's the very beginning, but I, I don't know, actually. But, well, she wakes up, and then she kind of is looking at her arms because she has these cybernetic like arms and body, and she like goes to the mirror and it's like discovering herself, which makes me think it's the beginning of the movie. Because, oh, no, like, it's definitely near the beginning, yeah. but I don't know if... I mean, definitely first uh, act, yeah. but not... I don't know if at the very beginning. I will say this. The trailers thus far, I was so unimpressed by the CG... But in this moment, this kind of, like, one-minute scene where she gets to discover herself, you get to, like, kind of keep it slow. There's action, you know, there's not action happening, and she's, like, looking at... You get to see all the details of her body, and it actually looked in her face, and it, it's actually... The CG's a lot more impressive. Well, the, the I've seen a few trailers, and the trailer that they showed us today I have not seen before, and yeah. it showed a lot more for the first time of the actual world and what it looks like in the distance. Yeah, and that was cool, too. And it looks to me like this is one of those films that really requires finished VFX to get the full uh, world-building aspect of this uh, feature. And the footage, the, the, the new trailer really sold it. The two clips we saw looks so much better. Yeah. It's been shot in 3D. Bill Pope did the cinematography. Yeah. And it, it continues to look better and better. Ultimately, this is a script by James Cameron that he wrote many years ago that Robert Rodriguez edited down and is directing. And this is a, a film he really wanted to make, but the technology didn't allow him to do it. And I agree with you. I think that the, the VFX that we saw today continue to make the film look better and better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still coming out of it that it seems detrimental to me that they made the choice of making her a CG character. Um, you have Rosa Salazar, who's an amazing actress, and well, it, I, I love her. Uh, why not just have her and have her augmented with these bionics? I know that you want to make her different than the world. Same thing with Ready Player One. I feel like that would have been a whole lot better movie if the characters in the Oasis actually looked like people and not video games. 
Look, I, I can't, I can't argue with you in terms of uh, uh, that's that's the aesthetic choice. Yeah. You know, but look, I, I love what Weta did with the Planet of the Apes uh, films and what Andy Serkis did with motion capture. Me Weta too. is doing the motion capture and bringing to life Alita, and it keeps on looking better and better. And I have a lot of confidence in them and Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron. So for me, it keeps on looking better. And I think that as it gets closer to release and they have more and more VFX, we're going to continue to feel like this is a world you want to visit. It should be mentioned that uh, they didn't show anything from the X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix, or... uh, Nothing from 2019. They just had logo. They said, and coming next year. And then they had, like, the dates and the logos. But that was it. And not not even anything from Deadpool 2. We saw the the recent trailer they released. Although Ryan Reynolds recorded this intro to the panel, dressed as Deadpool, uh, waking up in a Las Vegas hotel room... And at one point, uh, Huge, well, basically the the the, the chair the, the president of domestic distribution of Fox. It's like a bit for him to come out, be like all hungover. But in the room that looks like there was a massive party was Hugh Jackman coming in with a bathrobe. That the president of distribution, uh, Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool costume and like a dressed up donk dog, like a, a furry dog in the background. Yeah, and it was like it was a great bit, and Hugh was laughing. And uh, my, my favorite line of the the bit is, uh, I think Ryan Reynolds says, "Looks like Comcast dodged a bullet on this one." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was very good. Look, it was it was a fun bit, yeah. and there was a huge musical number when they came out to promote yeah. Deadpool. And look, the movie, I think the tracking came online today, and it's tracking for like 150 million opening. But this is the early tracking, yeah. meaning like it's going to be higher. Once they haven't even done their TV spots, so as it gets closer, it's going to be closer to 200. Deadpool two is going to open to a massive number, especially because I'm hearing the movie's really good. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. But ultimately, uh, Fox Panel was really good. They showed movies that I wanted to see, and uh, there we go. Yeah, and uh, later today we have uh, Amazon and Lionsgate. Hopefully we can get together before I run out of this town. I finally escape Las Vegas, and we can record another one of these things. Totally. Um, You can find more of my stuff on Collider and on Twitter, and Instagram is Collider Frosty, and... You can find me at SlashFilm.com and at SlashFilm on Twitter. And please, go to iTunes, download, uh, what is the podcast? A Slash Film Daily. That's what it's called. Right. Uh, we, we, were, we were podcasting every day about movie news. And- I, I got news for you. And I'm going to you know, tell yeah. Collider a little bit. Yeah. We have a podcasting yeah, thing, yeah. too. You know, Christian's running a pretty good uh, ship over there. Not everybody has the time to watch the videos, Christian. No, not not everybody. Gets no, no, time. but they're doing they're doing yeah, audio yeah, stuff. Know, they have a, they have a podcast. They have a yeah, whole bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we will see you guys later. Cool. Thanks for watching.